0: Geek Shock. Deke shock. Deke
1: shock. Have you ever seen Barry the invisible bear? When he tries to look scary, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. yeah make so sure. Yeah, it. if you go away from your microphone, Andy will not be able to hear he you. He can hear us right now. Andy. He's... He's... he's <laughs> 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 He's kind of like my grandfather was, where he pretended he didn't hear you, <gasps> but he heard everything you said. <gasps> Dick. Yeah. Wow. Vote for
2: Trump.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm turning 40 now. Now now I can be uh, now I have an excuse to be uh, to say horrible
4: things to people. Not that I don't already, but now I have an excuse for it. When's the last time you said "Get off my lawn" to a bunch of kids? Um, last couple weeks or so. Get off your wheelie board. Nice.
3: Of course, you gotta watch it with the kids. Yeah, in my you're
4: gonna bust,
5: bust your gun. ass there, kid. <laughs> Houston, you know. Come to Houston.
3: Then. Get shot. Get shot.
5: These fucking Get stupid Mexicans. Look at this. Surfboard. Look at this. <laughs> what'd you so do? So, I ordered a breakfast burrito with guacamole. Like, you know, it's supposed to go inside the goddamn burrito. But Jose over there was like, hey, I'm gonna give you. Are you recording? I you am did say fucking. <laughs> Stupid ass on the side. So what am I going to do, unwrap it and then put it in there myself? Do you even have like a spoon or something to put it in there with?
1: That would be too convenient. Oh, of course. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to make sure this podcast goes while he tries to do Makes surgery on a burrito <laughs> the whole time.
2: <laughs> maybe. Oh, oh may- there's a fork. Maybe you there should you go. just pack a meal next time. Yeah. You know? Bring a sandwich. Or right. how about when I order a burrito, you put the fucking shit in the burrito? Yep. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> well, did you say with guacamole or did
4: you say add guacamole? Oh! Okay.
2: Oh. oh! Oh, my
4: God. Oh.
5: Okay. Uh, breakfast burrito, potato burrito with guacamole. Oh, put it on the side. Is that the first thing you think of, Jeff?
4: Depends on the locale. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> are they pre-made and they just heated it up a little bit and then gave you the I side of It might have been.
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: This was Roberto's 7-Eleven that you got this from, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, it's a breakfast Ooh, burrito. Ooh, the unwrapping. Dun, not da da a da lot da you can do to fix it. Da 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 da. Hey. Hey, what? what? I can't what? hear you. Are you pulling out knives? What the hell?
4: He just threw a knife at Torgo. He That did. was pretty awesome. That is
1: not a knife. What that, is is a
4: shiv. Th- that is a shiv. Yeah.
5: That get more shiv. Yeah. Even, well, then.
4: Andy is a criminal you now. You just
5: get from
1: get that from prison? <laughs> I, did it, did I got it do off do 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 I do do that off the strip. I found that laying on the ground do 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 when do I set do
6: do. up one
4: day.
1: You found someone's discarded murder weapon? Yes. And you picked <laughs> it up.
4: And now Torgo And now and I'm holding it. I forgot it. about it. <laughs> and you wonder oh, why, why there's a warrant for
1: your and arrest.
2: finally, Barry's prank pays off.
1: That was <laughs> the secret
2: plan all this time. Getting
3: Andy to fucking shank you.
1: All
2: right, you got
1: me.
3: Finally. See, I play the long game.
2: <laughs> What's the matter, Matt? This is bullshit.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Why don't you bitch some more? I I'm
2: think I'm we're I'm a having... Pizza. I'm having <laughs> <backs>. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Dangerous territory.
3: Not even here for it, and I get the joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Welcome, <laughs> folks, to Geek Shock number 382. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Dr. Vlard. Commander K.
6: Old man fact-checked Andy. Pissed-off fucking
1: Canadian. <laughs> We're talking weekend geek. And so they've given you a Bill Drone at this point. It's beautifully wrapped.
2: and a and Do-it-yourself burrito. B-Y-O-B. You can't That's
3: see nice. this, you know, through the radio. Wolfer, but he's so angry oh Andy, at this Andy, record it.
1: Well, and, and on top of it, you know... <laughs> Canada is about as far as you can get from burrito country.
2: Yeah, that's true. So yeah.
1: so this is very difficult and, right but, now. But
2: Matt's manning up. He's not going to go in the kitchen. He's not going to use nope. the counter.
1: No, he is. He's, 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 he's sitting not even, right there. He's not even fully unwrapping it. He's no. partially unwrapping yeah. it and adding the guac. going to wrap
2: the burrito. Sprinkling
1: it apart. delicately with his fork. <laughs> I have to say it's a very dainty uh, use of fork. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If... <laughs> it was. A burrito cast
2: here we go Let's go. here we go <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> welcome go.
4: to
1: burrito shock
4: <laughs> vlog
2: good to have you oh my good goodness. to be back
1: in vegas man it's, it's wonderful uh first of course apologies
2: to everybody who couldn't come to the live show
1: yeah it
2: was a great show it was, a good Bad show. It was. some what some of our best work in 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 what 10 years probably of podcasting. It, was it was really just,
1: impressive just absolute and goals
2: i mean if you saw the first half you already know because yeah, the
1: very story which we'll recount okay. here yeah um But when I uh, went to shut everything down, I was in such a hurry that I didn't shut it down properly. Uh, This machine has to be shut down in a specific way. If not, everything gets lost and everything was lost. You fed the Uh, machine after midnight, didn't you? I did.
4: I tried to tell him to relax. We've got time, but... I ain't ain't eating no more pepper. Then I got distracted by (laughs) other people wanting to talk to us after the show.
1: Now, Now those on the Shock Monkey's lair got to see at least half of it.
4: Uh, yeah, about 26 or 7 minutes. Okay, it.
1: so I'm with uh, Jeff's new 360-degree camera, yeah. which we will use more in the future. Yes. Wasn't crazy about the audio on it, though. Well, I, I knew the audio wasn't great, but
4: that wasn't why I set it up. So, I mean. It's better than it's no audio. better than nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are some follow-up questions I have to that cast. First off, Matt, <laughs> I'm interrupting his food on purpose. I want to know, post. How was the pepper? <laughs> <laughs> He's,
4: burning. He's, He's, burning. Preparing He's preparing better, himself better. To, to, to.
5: He's got a it burrito. It was the hottest thing I've ever had. Uh, it didn't screw up my stomach at all, but I did have some interesting oh. shits. Ah, so oh, really? Yeah, I'm at that age where stuff affects me. I guess now. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was like not you know diarrhea, but not solid. It was like in between.
1: Okay, that's all we need to know about that. Yeah, oh, I was looking forward to
5: some burn story. No, brunch. no, nothing burnt. Nothing burnt. Nothing.
4: So was no, uh, no
5: falling into a ring of fire. No, huh?
6: it was a brunch of bowel movements. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Pretty much, yeah. But uh, yeah, and it only lasted for a couple hours afterwards. and Then it was done. So, so it, it lasted for a couple hours. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It well, didn't I just... look
3: that bad. I th- I was expecting fire and death and you running
4: out into put your head in a fountain. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah like I wow. said, I was disappointed. Well, again, it was a
1: small bite. Well, I, well we
4: intentionally told him to yeah. just take a small bite.
1: This man has gets inflamed heart sacs, so we have to yes. be careful with him. <laughs> we and didn't want so. Andy... Sorry I let the rest of you down. We didn't want Jeff <laughs> Andy you, to have to drive
4: him to the hospital what? again. I did want to see some screaming.
1: <laughs> and it was the dried version, not the... Yes.
4: That is true.
5: Not the wet version. I don't think I would ever try the wet version. Yeah, I flew
4: out here for a show, and I was sorely disappointed. <laughs> well, well, he was still, like, I, I was talking to him and Paulette when we were, like, walking like to our, you know, mutual cars, and he was sitting <laughs> there, and, and I said, so, how you feeling? He's like, it's still really hot. Like, I can still feel it. So that's an and hour like, after it's uh, Yeah, that was an hour after he took the bite, so. And that was after three milks. Yeah. So, yeah. And a few donuts, too, right?
1: <laughs> That's donuts, damped, little powdered donuts,
4: Ooh, donuts.
1: <laughs> and of course there is Vlog's wonderful story, which I need you to recount just for my own edification.
3: I will recount it, and it'll be better now because I can throw in a few more details. Yeah, you can
1: take it easy in the time, And I want to luxuriate in it.
3: Okay, you you just bathe in this. So <laughs> Hawk talk into the, on the microphone.
1: In. <laughs> 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 what's what's funny is as Andy be is, better, is a bit under the weather. <laughs> And his his ears aren't working quite so well, so he actually needs these mics to be able to hear us anyway. It's hilarious. If we didn't talk into these mics, he doesn't know what we're saying. That's true. So (laughs) it's a fantastic experiment on our part. Right.
3: Okay. For those of you at home, you can't see this, but I am holding the creepiest freaking mask ever, and I'm going to be posting a picture of this on Facebook and stuff so people can see it. Um. Torgo knows exactly what it is for, and he knew this for a while because, well, once upon a time, <laughs> Master Torgo is an asshole, <laughs> and not just once upon a time, many times he would say, prank once upon me a time? ridiculously, me and Deb. Um, like what? What would he do? Well, the type, ki- the types of things that you would do, asshole, is uh, well, y- you sign me up for a bunch of magazines once. I think I got, it's about.
1: 18 to 22 of them. Yeah, something like that. Latina, Bride, Yoga. Guns
3: and Ammo, just shit like that. Basketball. Oh, God. Just stuff I would never read. And I wonder, well, who's sending this? And I figured it out pretty quickly, because who else is that spiteful? You're an asshole. <laughs> um, he would send me the crappiest games on Steam, like the one where you got to groom and brush and train the horses, and all the pretty
1: horses. In Steam, you can gift games to people. Keep that in mind, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Despite him, I played it for a half an hour, and that's as far as I could go. Which, uh,
1: again, was a win on my side. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, clearly. And the worst, I mean, he'd do other little things, but the worst thing, the thing that really stuck in my crawl. For those
5: keeping score, Torgo, 40. Barry, zero. Z- big fat zero.
0: Um
3: the worst thing he did, sick,
0: motherfucker.
5: you know those Anoyatrons that you can get on Think
3: Geek. Well, he got one, and he I got the Scaratron. The Scaratron. Oh, yeah. the one, the one where it's like a, a baby crying somewhere yeah, so in it's the all distance. All
1: horror noises. There's like a, a rocking chair creak. The scale, worst, scale. The worst talk is about, the one that
3: says,
0: "Hey, can you hear me?"
1: Yeah, it's it's about the size of a quarter. There you go. Has a ma- magnet on the back. You can select the sound or you can have it go random. And what's great about it is that it. ...doesn't play at a regular interval. It re- plays a new sound every, I think it's every 8 to 15 minutes. Yep. So you can't time it out. So it doesn't happen like every 5 minutes, every 5 minutes. So while you're waiting for it, it's not going to come in that same interval. So, and for a little thing, uh, yeah, it's got a tin- tinny speaker, but it projects pretty well. Oh, it proje- projects freaking fine. My, f- my girlfriend
3: who believes in ghosts, I know, whatever... Um. Heard that and freaked the
1: fuck out. See, here's the first thing. First thing I put it on in their uh, guest bathroom. Yeah. Behind a pipe. And so I'm like, all right, this is going to do its magic on its own. And I didn't hear anything for like two weeks. Oh, she,
3: I heard it. <laughs> I mean, I heard, it, I, I heard about it from Deb because I didn't hear it. Uh, Deb would hear it when she was passing by. She's like, something is going on. Did your fucking friend put something in that? He, she thought it was you.
1: Soon. But,
3: and I was like, look, I don't hear anything.
1: You're a crazy woman. So then, uh, since I didn't hear about anything weird happening in that house, because usually he'd tell me if something funky's going on. Yeah. So I moved it to the top of a painting that he had in the hallway. And then I worked from home
3: at that time. And then I heard it. And I poked my head up. I said, oh, what the hell was that? So I sit. I it does sat. a sat.
1: It does a child's giggle, scratching sounds, mm-hmm. a little ooh
3: I, didn't, I heard like a scratching sound or something. I'm like, that, that's not the house settling. What the hell is that? So I went out in the hallway, and I just sat there very, very quiet. <laughs> and then I heard it again. I heard, hey, can you hear me? I'm like, oh, what the hell? And so I couldn't pinpoint where it was. I got closer every time. Eight minutes passed, and I was just sitting there as still as possible. And I remember this because I had to pee. Um, And then I would get closer, just a little closer every few minutes. till I finally found it, and I knew immediately who it was. Now, I never got a chance to get him back because he worked weird schedules, and my life is weird, and we can never pin it down to the point where I knew where he'd be at a certain time so I could prank him. And then what could I do? I couldn't just put the annoyatron back because that's on him because that's stupid. He'd get him like ah, look at you, you put it back on me. Woohoo! It's stupid, <laughs> and I couldn't do something to his car because it's juvenile. I'm not gonna put like cut uh, his brake light. Uh, cut his brake. <laughs> no, I thought about that. Um, <laughs> Deb's idea uh-huh. was to uh, get him kidnapped and bury him in a desert, which and that's a good I, prank. As I explained before, I thought of for a, what would normally be considered an alarming amount of time, uh, to the point where. <laughs> Uh, I actually consulted with a couple of my ne'er-do-well <laughs> friends. The real fucking miscreants, almost felons. And uh, some plans were made, but quickly <laughs> set aside because... Come on, man. There's a line where it's not a prank anymore. It's like, ha I stuck you with a red-hot poker in the eye. But I do have a shiv here. Yeah, you do have a shiv, um, which I'm tempted to use on you. Um... So, nothing happened, and eventually I moved away, and I've been away for like four or five years at this point. Uh, The trail went dead cold. There was never a chance for revenge, but it was always stuck in the back of my head. Now, I like to play Skyrim. I like the game, and I played it through a couple times, and at some point, for whatever reason, I never did the Assassin's Brotherhood quests. Um, You can look them up at your leisure. They're pretty fun. Uh, At one point during the game, a a courier comes up to you, and gives you a letter, and on the letter is a black hand print, and a a couple words underneath that say, we know. Well, I thought that was just the creepiest thing ever, and then it all hit me, I knew exactly what I had to do, and I just sat there, stunned in front of my television, just thinking, wow, this is it, this is what I have to do. I have to make him part of an alternate reality game type of situation. Like, do you ever see that Michael Douglas movie, The Game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that—that's uh, something like that. Except I don't have Michael Douglas money. So what can I do? Well, I thought about it long and hard. I'm talking like two, three months, just silent in my room writing. Deb will tell you about this because I was just obsessed. Like, what do I do? I How do I make this? How do I flesh this out? How do I? How do I bring him into some type of Illuminati type of thing? You know, some secret brotherhood. And I figured it out. And so now I'm going to lay out for you the entire plan. Phase one well, of idea. four. <laughs> wow. Phase one of this revenge plan involves me sending letters to Todd. And not just me. I had the help of every human I knew on this planet from every every almost every damn country I could possibly find them in. And uh, I had them send him letters from Australia, England, California, New York, Chicago, just just everywhere. Um, and these, each of these letters, and there was thirty-two of them, I sent to him. Uh, there were sixteen letters that that mattered, and the other sixteen were duplicates, just in case they didn't get to him. Um, they had a mask, the creepy mask on it, and a bit of a little poem that I wrote to help him put them in order and a piece of a poem by Baudelaire called Destruction, which is sufficiently creepy. Um, it's kind of creepy as the one that's on Pam's back in Archer, if you watch that, um, and a little code on the top that if you put them all together, it brought you to a website. Now, I want you to keep in mind, I was super secret about this. Swore went to secre- se- secrecy. Talked to him as often as I could. Um, I even handled those letters with gloves, just in case he had one of those little junior detective fingerprint kits. I was just super,
2: super paranoid. your fingerprints right. on fire. I, I don't got a fucking know what he's got. I was being paranoid. I did not want...
3: And, and none of the letters came from Texas. Not a damn one. Okay. So, he got all the letters. I know he did, because you confirmed that for me, because yeah. you were part yeah, of this. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I had to have an inside man. We came to a Geek Shock recording one time, and they were piled on the coffee table. And he's like, yeah, I've been getting these. And it's just like, oh, hmm, wow, this is weird. Okay. Uh. And just like, so what about it? Oh, I don't know. And it's just like, oh, god damn it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to with
3: the, with the rest of that later. But if you go to this website, there would be three very creepy questions. And this website was built. By the way you know yeah. that this is what i do for a living so i can do this you shit. bought the domain bought the domain program the site program the database program the thing to text me and you some creepy thing once you completed the three questions the three questions were super creepy questions about sacrifice now put a pin in that we'll get back to that later second phase the The text messages and phone calls he would get text messages and phone calls from phone numbers all around the nation. Again, not from Texas, Um, all around the nation, and saying creepy things to where and he would have to either call one back or text one back to find out what the code was. Um, And you'd put them all in order, and it would be creepy. And he'd get to the website, another website I'd build. I didn't build this one yet. And this and it had three creepy questions that about uh, sacrifice. No, not about sacrifice. Oh. The first one was sacrifice. The second one was Hold on, give me faith. Something. Faith. Thank you. It was oh. faith. Oh, wow, was right. Yeah, it's your plan. The- <laughs> it's a lot to remember, dude. I have I have like a little <laughs> booklet about this in my house. Just just of all of every little detail.
1: <laughs> it's a trapper keeper that says the plan and multiple markers.
2: Kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Corkboard with a bunch of thread, <laughs> yarns, you know, stretched between index cards. Pictures of your face with a knife through
3: it, you know, things like that. Um, no, what I had planned to do, a little aside, was record for posterity everything I did for this plan. That way, later on, I could tell people about it.
1: You could have a a behind-the-scenes DVD extra.
3: Well, I had planned to give you a little booklet at the end of this with this is what went into pranking your stupid ass. Ah, okay. That and, you know, the Ferengi gland kicked in, and I was thinking, well, maybe I could sell this.
1: Ah, yes.
3: Anyway, so second phase. It's a gland. (laughs) Okay. It's right near the anus. Um, (laughs) You have to express (laughs) it every so often. I'm doing finger motions. You can't see it. Um... Third phase of the plan was personal visits. I was going to enlist the help of improv actors around town, give them like twenty bucks or something to go into where he works. He tends bar, and buy a drink, give him a nice healthy tip, and when he's walking away, put it down so that they don't. He doesn't come and pick it up, because when you slip in the tip, is a business card with a creepy mask and a piece of a thing he's got to put together and get three get to a website where there's three more creepy questions. This time about. Um, What was it? Faith. Not faith. Not sacrifice. Not faith. You hit it before. Sexuality. Persi...
1: (laughs) Glans. Glans, yes. (laughs) Loyalty.
3: (laughs) It was about loyalty. Sorry, I keep it all straight in my head. It's the art bag. Time for a drink, kids. Ah, scotch. Um... (laughs) The fourth phase and the final phase, he would get a very, very elaborate um, invitation, the one that it would be he would be an idiot to uh, ignore, and he would have to, and it would be well in advance, so he'd get time off and things like that to go because it'd probably be on like a Saturday or something, and he would go, and once he's there, and there would probably be, I wanted to rent out the chapel in the Artisan Hotel in Las Vegas because it's sufficiently creepy looking. Uh, check out their website; it's a really cool place. Um, and we would all be there with these plastic masks Aha. that look a lot like the things from um, so Eyes right Wide now. Shut. Yes. We, we being, We being who? We being all of you and anyone who's helped me in this and really anyone I can get. Okay. So as many people as possible... And I was gonna tie, uh, 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 sew some black cloth on the back of it so you can't see people's face. God, that mask is creepy. He's wearing it, it right really now. It
2: really is. It's a very creepy mask.
4: Super creepy mask.
0: <laughs>
4: so serial killer. Especially watching you laugh behind it. I just like to say at this point, I had no idea any of this was going on. Jeff, I couldn't bring you in. You're too close to him, man. Right? Um, physically,
3: yeah. I could not bring you in on it uh, for plausible deniability. Anyway, he would get there, and I would be there as the officiator of this, and in a creepy voice, which I hadn't really brought the voice together yet, but in a creepy voice, I'd say, Welcome, uh,
5: you... God, that mask is creepy. Yeah, and he's staring at me. Fuck, that's creepy.
1: It's an amazing mask. (laughs) Probably the best neutral mask I've ever seen.
3: I got them from China. I got, like, 24 (laughs) of those fucking things. China. China. Um who I would say, you know, you have passed all the tests and I don't have the speech on me, but the speech is pretty awesome. It's like, you have answered these questions and, and you have proven that you can sacrifice, that you would never sacrifice your principles and the brotherhood would also never give up on you. And then, uh, you have also answered three questions about faith and perseverance. And just as you can have faith in the principles of the Brotherhood, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, uh, we, the Brotherhood, would uh, never let you down as well. And then you have also answered three questions about loyalty. And as you are loyal, and we demand loyalty in the Brotherhood, and as we demand loyalty, we give loyalty to you, and and y- we would never desert you. We would never give you up. We would never let you down. We would never desert you. Never going to give you up. And then Rick Astley would play on the screen behind him. It would be the world's longest... Rick Roll, we take off our masks, I give him two middle fingers, possibly kick him in the nuts. And Rick Astley would be one of the guys behind the masks. <laughs> <laughs> I considered looking at how to book Rick Astley. <laughs>
1: you considered it.
3: I don't have that kind of cash. But, but so, so wow. that would be it the would plan. take that kind of now, cash? Yeah, it would. He's well, famous. Yeah. Well, now he is. Yeah, yeah now, after now that. he played at the
6: uh, Palms a couple a couple months ago. Oh well, okay.
2: Once yeah. you do the Palms, yeah,
3: then you're big. <laughs> now I I Last planned palms. this out Club. to every little detail, and it took me so long. And I know there's a lot of moving parts in this. I know that, but I had it all worked out except for one fatal
1: flaw. The uh, Well, I'll 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 explain my end of it now because you here comes the fatal flaw. You put it into action. Yeah, I started receiving these creepy cards with the image of this mask on them, with the French poem on the bottom and on the top, some a couple of letters that didn't seem to go together, mm-hmm. and then underneath that, some creepy-sounding poem that you wrote or whatever. Yeah, I had to oh, write that right. to so be all, creepy. Right, and I kept receiving these from all over, um, from all over the nation. I got one from Australia, I think.
4: Got a lot of duplicates, too.
1: And I, yeah, I got a lot of duplicates. You know, it's redundancy to make sure I got all of them, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, so I was receiving those, and like, this is really bizarre. I'm. I, it's really creepy. I don't want to respond to this. <laughs> and so I didn't. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> and
2: again, the joke is on opener. me. Yep. <laughs> that was
5: awesome. I told you already, while you've been here, too complicated. Just roll up to his bar, kick him in the nuts. <laughs>
4: I, I said the same thing when he said that. <laughs> hey, hey go big
1: or go home. I had. I
4: went home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did.
1: <laughs> but I am flattered. I am so flattered because that's oh, such an amazing flattered. setup.
2: He's flattered. Not what I was
1: going for. <laughs> hey, he's <laughs> never going to give you up, man. Fuck you. Uh, he even put one of the lines in the comments of uh, UglyCotShow.com under one of our episodes. Uh, this from Anonymous. And I'm like, okay, this stuff's probably coming from... Some listener of the show that's going a little overboard, It's getting creepy, I'm not responding.
3: I noticed you weren't (laughs) responding. I was like, ah, the shit's going sideways. So I wrote another letter from someone in the
1: Brotherhood, which is the Secret Society. (laughs) Yes, you did. I think you put, like, blood on it or something, blood fingerprints on it or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and And when I received that, I'm like, yeah, this is not... I don't
2: know what this is. <laughs> just, just to, just, just, to, to, to push him along, and nothing. I fucking guided him through the destruction poem. Yes, he's like he's holding up these letters, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. That there's like some French writing on the bottom, and then what is this? And there's there's like something at the top in one of them that indicates it's a it's a URL. So we're like, oh, we just got to build this out of this. So I just I just put one of the fucking lines in Google. Boom. Destruction. Bottle air comes up. I'm like, oh, here it is, guy. And he's just like, oh, wow, yeah, okay. And he walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. You're I right. was
1: not going to engage in whatever. <laughs> You're a remarkably uncurious man. I'm a very curious man, but not when it might be something that creepy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because oh, it. if I hadn't have been on it, I might have put together the Earl and go check it out, which would have been hilarious because that would have started the triggering Earl. all of uh, It would have started Earl triggering Earl. something. It would have hit his yeah. text
3: message right away. It would have hit mine, and that would have been my call to action to invest in the uh, robo-dialer, <laughs> program all that shit in, start calling, and then really start trying to book that chapel.
1: So what do you do, Shock Monkeys, when you receive a text or phone call from a number you don't recognize?
3: That says, those who sleep will soon awaken.
1: Ignore. (laughs) Ignore possibly block.
5: (laughs) And he's putting his shiv away. What do you need that for? I'm being used. So, basically,
3: what this means is he's prank proof now. What could I possibly do to him, short of a red hot poker in the eye, that would elicit the same... Shame it's, and effect, and it's amazing. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm
4: done.
1: And so I, got, I can't and prank I, you anymore. And I got a really cool mask out of it. So, yep, win win,
4: prank
2: proof. The I want to get a mask. Quentin Tarantino. Can, can I get a mask? And only, of not only sure. did your
5: uh, your prank fail, you gave him free swag. <laughs> God <fucking> damn it. <laughs> That's like <laughs> filling with bonus points.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so. In, in order, you. in order to try to save some face on this, Geek Shock Monkeys, if you want to prank someone, some face, let me know, cause I got a great plan. All you, <laughs> it only hinges on them not being dumbasses and ignoring it. How you of all people, of all people, who loves all this horror and crazy mystery shit, yeah. when it is placed at your feet? When yeah, it's real, it. When
2: it's real. When it's real,
4: yeah. <laughs> am I still the only person that's gotten you back to even a small degree?
1: I, when you put balloons in my... Uh,
4: <laughs> yeah, in your, in your shower cell. He filled my
1: shower stall balloons, yeah. He,
4: no, no, uh, I filled them with 99 balloons. Yes, you did. Were they It red? was very specific. And uh, no, so, officially,
1: uh, Jeff has pranked me better than you have. Very. With wow. fucking balloons. <laughs> I have pictures. Who am
4: I? That's not my style. See see the best part of it was him trying to remove the balloons cuz he had to pop each and every one of
1: them It sounded like a machine gun. I feel yeah. sorry for the people live underneath us.
4: Cuz he he basically got a kitchen knife and just started stabbing <laughs> them.
1: <In true> horror <laughs> and nobody got video of that?
4: I didn't know when he was doing it. Oh, my man. my my role in the revenge was
1: complete. I saw his reaction. Now tell the monkeys what I did to you. To lead up to the which
4: time (laughs) the 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 turning the ceiling of my of my room into a uh, teenage girl's ceiling (laughs) nice um the the annoyatron i'd say the mannequin in the bathroom the mannequin in the bathroom did get me pretty good (laughs)
0: you see he's an
4: asshole the mannequin in the bathroom got me because it was like a half mannequin it was just the torso
2: and where was it?
4: it okay. He put it on my toilet. So <laughs> it was a day that I worked a day shift. And I, I was running in the house. Like, I had to go to the bathroom, like, <laughs> really bad. you shit yourself when you saw No. It. I just, I didn't get a chance to flip on all the lights because it was dusk. Oh. I didn't get a chance to flip on all the lights going into my room. So when I got into the bathroom, I had yet to flip on the light. I just was like, well, why is the door to my toilet closed? Because the toilet has its own door separate from the master bathroom. So, You fancy. I'm running in there. I open the door, and it's still dark because I haven't flipped the light on yet. And all I see is this figure <laughs> in the dark and the faintest glimpse of eyes looking at me. <laughs> and it startled eyes. me pretty good. <laughs> Man.
5: And then there was a the Flanders
4: scream, right? I didn't scream,
5: I was just like, What the
4: oh and <laughs> that's when the lights had come on and I was like,
1: God damn it.
3: See, the prank
4: was for you too, and for everyone he's
3: got ever gotten over sure. the years.
1: <laughs> it, it was a vindication for you all. It was supposed to be. Good job.
3: Fuck
1: that. <laughs> Very angry.
3: I
6: was my roommate and I were walking to school one day and he looks down and sees a tea bag on the ground and he goes. Did you put that there? I'm like, no, of course I didn't put that teabag there. In my mind, I go, that time, but now we got something. <laughs> <laughs> and so the word spread amongst all the other roommates and oh, his friends. Wow. And everybody had a pocket full of teabags. And whenever he wasn't looking, there'd be a teabag thrown out. <laughs> and that went on for a couple weeks. Nice. Culminating with creeping into his room while I was sleeping and putting a giant Teabag made out of uh, tracing paper and. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere, were yeah, going yeah, somewhere
2: yeah, else. I thought you were I yeah, going yeah, I knew where that was going. <laughs> leave,
4: leave it to Andy to take, take teabagging to yes <laughs> a level. Good point. Higher than this is back in the Stone Age
6: before teabagging meant that. <laughs> before they had <laughs> that tea. <makes> sense.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, aside from absolute failure, what geeky things you do this
2: week?
4: Uh, we did a live podcast this weekend. We did.
1: It was fun. Thank just, you for everybody who came. Had a lot of fun. Of
2: did we? Did we? Yeah.
4: We had game night. We went to Pinball Hall of Fame. Um, what else did we do? Well, I went around with uh, Maple Leaf looking for Funko Pops.
5: <laughs> it's Funko, Matt. Uh, <laughs> was this? Was this yesterday? It? Fuck
2: you, Matt. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Matt. I like it. Hey, I
4: told you I wasn't doing anything yesterday. You could have had scotch instead. You had Funko. So well, no, no, well, wasn't well,
1: yesterday. Well, what's great oh, is, okay. is they a poll was put together to to actually see who everyone believes was the Funko guy. Are you I a grateful ru- piece of shit. And that I, I ruined. Your, and, and I bought and, you fucking cigars and I scotch. Totally fuck did. you. And,
3: and I totally you. ruined it.
2: And tacos <laughs> won. So. <laughs>
3: I don't know, but I like tacos. I like yeah. tacos one,
2: and 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 I know everyone who voted for tacos. <laughs> well, yeah, it did. It did, It wasn't an anonymous vote. <laughs> well, that yeah, that yeah, Jeff. That's how I know. You
3: <laughs> well, made notes. I've been keeping it pretty geek in Houston as best as I can. I'm DM of two D and D games and a Whoa. member of a third, and technically still member of a DM of your D and D game and yours. Yes. Uh Which is kind of on. Deep freeze right now until I figure out roll twenty a little better. Um, so and they're all in the same shared universe, which is kind of
2: God. That mask is creepy. Stop I like looking this
1: at me. mask a lot. Oh, and so, I I like how it moves with my jaw. Oh,
3: it's so creepy. Oh God, <laughs> I wish you could see this. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm doing to keep it geek.
1: That works. That works great. Cool, Andy,
6: uh, what I went did to... you almost do? No, I actually, I went to the Millennium Falcon. This is the Millennium Falcon. I went to <laughs> wow! <the> Millennium. wow. <laughs> it's real? I went to the Millennium Fandom Bar to see um, an improv show where people brought their cosplay and cosplay props and put it in a big fish, uh, big uh, swimming pool thing, a little inflatable swimming pool. Okay. And then uh, the improv people would just grab something out of it and work off that. Eh, and okay. it, was, it was a good first try. They, they, <laughs> I'm, I'm spoiled on improv because sure. I watch Matt and Paul. Sure, and, and they're very, very good. These guys are a little green, little green. Yeah, okay. they'll get there. Sure, it's kind of
4: like there. a variation on the where they you know take the bowl and they take all the suggestions right. on notes and then they just sprinkle them around the, the prop floor. Tag, it's yeah, fun. Prop. yeah, it's yeah. fine. I knew there was fun. a name for it. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I'm also
3: a little spoiled for improv because of those guys. I yeah. went to some improv shows in Houston, and aside from the the one person I knew who was doing it, oh brother it was like bad rem- improv rem- remedial improv
1: bad improv uh. hurts i've seen i've seen i mean even just going to shows with paul and just watching people pull out guns on improv all the time and you know the one thing you don't do and you can kill your improv partner mm-hmm. and like ah. oh that was
6: actually and mm-hmm. that was a running problem with this because it was you know There's a lot of guns in there. props and a lot yeah. of guns so <laughs> yeah. yeah almost everything ended up with somebody getting shot oh jesus
2: <clears throat> it it um i uh, in millennium fandom bar We we all went there after we had had a dinner on uh, what was that Uh, Friday night? That would be Friday night, and um, it was really cool because at the bar we all we all stood around. Alex uh, was doing his thing, uh, talking to people and stuff. And after a while, we just took it in, and then it was time to leave. And then as we're about to leave this little section of counter, we're saying, "I just noticed there's a backpack sitting on a chair at the counter." And it was just like well who's this i didn't see anybody with a backpack who's is this and uh, no it was just here so i'm like oh well, i'll go tell alex so we don't abandon this person's backpack when we move away i don't know how it got there but you know so i walk up to alex and i'm like hey man just we're leaving now wanted to let you know there's this backpack that's just sitting there and it's not ours so when we leave it's gonna be there and he looked at it and him oh yeah that's the D books like like the communal D and D books? That's the bars D and D books. When you wanna play a game, a D and D a, little a little Millennium way. Fandom, the bag is there. You just need to grab the bag and break it open, and you've got your books. <laughs> Probably sits in the case of the other games most of the time. Yeah, it, it yeah. was funny because I, I didn't even notice it for the the time we were there. And then all of a sudden, it's like obvious as we're about to leave. It was Could pretty have funny. Like a bomb. How do
3: you play D&D in that bar?
2: Uh, they do it on Thursdays. It's it's usually pretty quiet there on Thursdays, and they, they take a big chunk of the back room. Yeah, I actually have another friend. He hasn't even been to the bar yet. He's he's run games in bars, and he said, "Yeah, you just hit the right corner, and you can do it." So,
0: yeah.
2: the the times I've seen it, they've had about fifteen people playing.
6: It's pretty impressive. Man, isn't it is. Wow, it pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. unruly. He's,
2: he's doing a good job creating a little a little geek spot mm-hmm. uh, there. It's a pretty cool. And
6: there's a new uh, nerd nightclub called Nerd. That opened up that? last week. Um, I'm gonna go back there this week and check it out. Uh, the initial reports I'm hearing is that it's uh, you're hearing, ah, huh? yes, <laughs> are uh, that it's a uh, nerd bar and name mostly. It's it's oh, marketing. Ah. So I mean, it's got. I, I saw it. They have some props. They have some stuff on the walls and stuff. But, uh, but there's no heart. people I saw there at the grand opening were mostly old Israeli businessmen. So I don't. I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> well, that's I, don't some, think I, was,
2: I don't think I was seeing the, the crowd. The dude, stuff. that's some nerd, uh, niche nerdery right Ooh. there, the old Israeli businessman nerds.
1: Now, I, I will say, <laughs> when I was driving home Friday night, I did come across something I never saw before, mm. um, and I had to look into it, and I can't remember the last name, uh, Zach B. Haunted Museum. Oh, yeah. That's new. That that's the uh, and it turns out that Zach is the guy that's behind Ghost Adventures. Yep, the, the really uh, annoying <laughs> douchey guy. Ugh. Uh, he is opening up a haunted museum here in Las Vegas, and the signage amazing. Oh, very P.T. Barnum in this beautiful looking building. It looks like an old building, mm-hmm. and it's going to be full of quote unquote things he's gathered along his ghost adventures cursed items and spooky things on display and uh, it's not open yet i, I went d- diving into it but all the same as much I, as i really don't care for this guy i am really looking forward to going wow, to this museum that's uh, a seems sale seeing pictures of of what he has set up in there the place looks spooky as all hell and i'm super excited
4: we cool. are so, the 7th nerdiest city in the
1: country, so yeah, we got a lot of nerd here. We're moving that way, I've my been. word. It's impressive. I love now, it.
3: Have we heard anything about the uh, where they wanted to put the classic video game museum? They no. were working
4: on it out like, in LA a while back. <sighs> I but, thought they were uh, working on putting it here. Uh, this was one of the sites they were you know, looking at possibly doing it, but... Last I, I heard, they were going
1: to put it in Texas. So, no.
4: oh, the nerd,
6: the nerd nightclub, by the way, is where Jillian's was in uh, Neonopolis. Okay, so that dude, right? Well, that's so, the guy that was trying to yeah. b- allegedly put
2: Star Trek in there. Oh, okay, and that so, place is fucking poison. So man. no, uh, no AC. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh God, that one summer was just terrible for shop owners. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I I
6: knew somebody had a gallery
4: in there that had wax.
2: Um, oh, no, no, art, wax art that was yeah. melting. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was bad. It was bad. The, the, for people who don't know, the whole multi-story building that all of the shops and movie theaters and bars that were and were in there, one year AC failed, and there was a big fight over who was responsible for fixing it and so there was no AC Jesus. in a Vegas place of business. In the summer. In well, it wasn't summer. in the summer. Everywhere it was summer? like in the spring, it was in I the think. in the spring, yeah. Did they but, finally but it, fix
4: it? I think they were forced. To, I think Joshua was forced to fix it before the
2: summer. But by that but, time,
4: all their tenants had left.
2: Yeah, pretty much all the tenants had just said, Ugh. fuck you,
4: we're gone. Well, yeah,
2: and I mean, in Vegas, by, by the end of April, if you don't have AC, mm-hmm. you're well, going uh, to... I know, like, for residential, that's one of the the
4: things that you can break your lease with, is if the owner of the building fails to, in a reasonable amount of time, repair air conditioning before the summer hits, you can... It's nasty out here in summer. So it would not surprise me if that's one of the reasons they left. I don't know if that's the reason for sure. But I know he lost like 90% of his tenants. Yeah,
3: fast forward to now where it's like a sad strip mall where most of the shops are empty. There's one wig place and maybe a place where you buy cell phone accessories.
6: And Heart Attack Grill. (laughs) And that.
4: Yeah, it's got Heart Heart Attack Grill and it's got the
6: uh, the toy shop down there.
4: Ah, The toy shop's not bad. And at Denny's.
6: And there's a tattoo parlor too. There, see, it's growing. Yeah, it's growing. That's yeah. been Yay. there. I yeah. went there a couple of years ago. I got off the. I went into the parking garage. Oh, that's a Jeff ke- story. And then came up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> was an ample with the <laughs> parking ample? I didn't walk into the street. i <laughs> I got in the elevator, and when the elevator opened up, I thought I'd gone the wrong direction.
2: It like looked like an abandoned uh, <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> I know, right? So <laughs> filmmakers, if you want to do some good right. post-apocalyptic stuff, right. There's I, there's your spot. You You've even got, got that some... big fat
3: crazy guy sitting outside in like a bikini <laughs> and oh, bunny ears. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I saw. I was
1: staying on the on downtown today. Yes, you are. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing some Mass Effect Andromeda. I want to hear. Um, I'm a big Mass Effect fan. I is. love that series. You've played is every the, single one of them, right? Yeah, it's some of the best storytelling video games ever been released. And and yes, and. Yeah. Holding up your hat. Yes, uh, I have the, hat the Joker War, but uh, so this is it. This is the new—not a reboot, but a new story. So everybody can get on board on the who hasn't played it before and start a new story going forward. I have to say I'm a little disappointed. Oh no! Really? Don't get me wrong. I'm having a great time with it. I'm really enjoying it, but the storytelling chops aren't as strong now mind you i'm only about 10 hours 15 hours into the game and for a game I this size barely scratch the that's surface. not that long you can easily put 100 hours in this game if it's like the others um the whole story is that you have been on a 600 year journey to start humanity anew in the andromeda galaxy and you are the one tasked to being the forerunner of exploration. So
5: essentially humans are the invasion.
1: Yeah, of, of sorts. Okay. And so you're finding a new place for humanity. It's not just humans. There's also the other races that have been in the Mass Effect universe so far. And, of course, not everything is going to plan once you get there. There is a lot of problems. Yours is the only arc that has arrived of of all the alien races that are that are joining this expedition. And so it's it's a mystery to find out what happened to the rest of the expedition, and now we need to find a home here, otherwise all those have come are doomed. Okay, so far it seems solid. So yes, as far as that, it, but it's it feels like it's a much smaller story than the uh, than the other ones. Uh, it's not the apocalyptic st- uh, story that the uh, first three are uh, with the Reapers. That you know, there's there is this thing that has to be fixed, otherwise doomed to all. Even though there's an underlying current of that, this is a much softer story. And I'm not as compelled to get back into the story and play it, is the thing. Ow. The characters, I don't think, are as strong. Um, it's the, the world doesn't feel as uh, alive as the first three. I don't understand what that means. Um, in the first ones you had not a, you had the Tarians, you had the Salarians you had all the uh, the big races of the, the Krogan and, but you had all these ancillary races too, these jellyfish creatures that would wander around little squat guys that carried their own atmosphere with them uh, ones that just added flavor to it that really didn't contribute to the story oh, as a the whole. The unplayable
3: races, the ones that,
1: yeah I got it, You're Right, those are fun um all those ancillary races are gone in this. It's just like the main ones. There's like the the sorry. Yeah. Yeah, there there's basically five races in this game and two that you find in Andromeda. So the place just feels empty. Okay. Uh it's it does it doesn't feel like a living environment like the first 3 did. And don't get me wrong, the mystery in it is compelling. Like I said, I'm enjoying myself but i'm i don't feel the push to play it uh there's so far really only one character on my ship uh pb uh who is interesting enough to want to know more about their story so far maybe something will open up later on but but it's just not an interesting game as the other ones and what what worries me about people getting onto this on the ground floor like this is your first mass effect I don't think it does a good job of introducing these races that humanity has been working with all this time. Um, if you didn't play the first three, you get, you get a full feel of what all the races are and how they interact with each other. Why certain races like or dislike each other. And it's, it's beautifully fleshed out. That's missing on this one. You really need a primer, I feel, going into this uh, without playing Mass Effect prior to it. I, I feel like you will be missing something. You, you you get to hear about the genophage, uh, which is uh, basically a chemical uh, bioweapon that was used against the Krogan, and that's why they don't like, I can't remember the name of the race, the the species. Salarians. The Solarians. So that's just kind of mentioned, and you can, like I guess, read about it wiki style, but it, it, there's just nothing there to bring you in on that information if you don't come in with that information. Uh. So, and again, I'm enjoying it. I like it.
3: Um, the It just seems like you like it, but you're just not over the moon about it like you were there in it is. previous Mass Effect.
1: That's really what it is. And even the, there's a lot more uh, gray moral choices in this, but I don't see them so far having a long arc to them. Like, you have to make a decision. Okay, I don't like either one of these decisions, but once I've made that decision, I Again, it's kind of early, but I don't see any ramifications for that decision one way or the other.
3: I'd say a good a good scale of measurement of whether or not a game is really successful is how much merch is available for it for real, <laughs> and like, would someone like me be uh, inclined to buy one Joker's hat from the Normandy sr two? Uh, like, my girlfriend has a bunch of N seven stuff. You know, um, I've seen people with N seven which is like the thing from Mass Effect, like freaking tattoos. Sure. Um, people love this world. Yeah. And uh, do you think that people will be buying a lot of Andromeda
1: stuff to I, wear? Again, it's too early for me to tell. Like I right. said, maybe, it, it this may be, may maybe this thing really opens up in about 10 hours from now or something. Yeah, um, It has an interesting antagonist. Okay. But so far, I... D- they're, it's really, it's much slower paced.
3: I've heard issues about the animation.
1: Yes, there is that. that there's really no getting around that. They're not going to be fixing that anytime soon. Yeah, people when they talk look really weird. <sighs> really weird. And at first I thought it was because I built my own character and I'm like, oh, maybe I should have just gone with the default and look better. But then I saw the people with the default and
2: nope, 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 no better. Yeah, just, just for people who know, when you can design your own characters in these games, Torgo's always look interesting interesting <laughs> except this one he went normal
1: with this, this is one. how much i love mass effect I, really i, I tried wow. to create one that was closer to me really yeah i, I didn't go nutballs with it all oh. your
3: characters are usually
4: creepy aliens and stuff you went normal
1: i went normal there's love mm. so so that that shows how much i love the series
4: one of our listeners <gasps> created her own character and it looks just like oh her. hers is amazing yeah, yeah. Um. So, does she talk funny in real life? Does she
1: look all weird when she speaks?
4: No, she looks normal. Oh, I mean, okay. I only saw the picture. I didn't really see
1: the the animated. So the fighting's good. Uh, when you go to planets to do the quests or whatever, those planets are are wide and varied. I've. I I spent time on two planets so far and a good amount of time on those planets. So, mm. And while I was on that, I was enjoying myself, but there is a lot of fetch collecting stuff too that feels off to the side. I mean, I enjoy that kind of stuff, but not everyone does.
3: Is there an economy
1: in this game? There is an economy, uh, but I haven't felt the need to really buy anything mm. on it, and that's kind of weird. There There is a... A research and development aspect to it okay but where you are you have a scanner and you can scan things on these planets you learn more about these items that gives you points to use to research to new weapons armor and and modifications but so far I'm doing good with the stuff I found and the stuff I'm making with it doesn't seem all that much better than what I've got (laughs) so I it's it's kind of a thing that's off to the side if I'm not doing anything else Uh, there's multiplayer haven't done that yet and probably won't. Frankly, not for me. Mass Effect's always been a single-player game. I know they had multiplayer in the third one, but I didn't touch it then either. I
3: played it a little bit, just enough for to get my uh, percentage up. If if you played the third one, you know you yeah. need to get a certain percentage of completion, and you, it affects the single-player game, which I hated.
1: But you know, yeah. whatever. So yeah, I'm enjoying it, but I'm I'm not. As excited to it, like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get home and, and, and get back in that world.
3: Well, then I will wait until it is lower priced, and then
1: I will be okay buying it. And, and they did the same thing they did with Rogue One. They created a novel to go that ties into it that is a prequel to it, but they didn't release that novel until the day of the release. And the Rogue One, they created, uh, I think it was called Catalyst, and it was a prequel to Rogue One. If you're going to have a prequel to a movie or a game, how about you release it a couple weeks prior so you can enjoy that information once you jump into the game? Now that I'm in the game, I don't feel like reading the book on how everything got there because I'm already in this story. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand that decision, but that's what they do. That's what they've done and will continue to do. Dicks. All of them.
3: Oh, good. I've been waiting
1: for your review of that game. And again, there'll be more as I get through it, but... uh, yeah man I'm just returning to it I'm just like eh, I'll get to it eventually and that's kind of weird for a Mass Effect for me mm. and I'm enjoying it while I play it but yeah I'm not compelled
6: huh. I want to jump into something from last week that I missed because I wasn't here yeah yeah Iron Fist I agree. I really no I refuse ever... to do that for you no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what about Iron Fist oh well, I agree with what you're saying uh, <laughs> what everyone we was saying on it last week um, the problem with it is that Iron Fist is the least interesting character in the show. And part of that is that <laughs> they, the writers just didn't know what the hell to do with him. He's kind of whiny. Yeah. And here's the, the concept they should have gone with, the easiest concept. Here's a guy who has lived the first 10 years of his life as a sheltered rich kid who hasn't seen the streets. And the next 15 years of his life in a isolated monastery dropped back into the gritty street scene. That was so the interesting of show, Fish Out of Water. Yes. Okay. They didn't do that. The first two episodes, they did that, kind of. That's where that whole uh, and that's where the Funny Farm thing and. Okay. And then, yeah, they just f- fell into a whole bunch of uh, uh, flipping who's who to trust back and forth, and uh, yeah, just way too much to deal with the other characters. Too much flipping back and forth. Too much complexity for an origin.
0: Huh.
2: Yeah, I I tend to agree. I yeah. mean, it I um, I still enjoyed it and yep. I know I enjoyed uh one character more than Andy did. Mm. Uh Ward. Oh, I, uh, no, I, I I heard you talk about it. I, I don't Ward
6: was fine. Ward was fine. Yeah. The kung fu was great. Was well, great. no, except for Iron Fist kung fu. He <laughs> couldn't seemingly fight as bad as a paper bag. Uh, everybody was more interested in watch fighting and acting. It's I, I think I'm afraid it's that guy.
5: Hey. Yeah. Wait, wait. Essentially, so Daredevil, you had that iconic hallway scene, right? Oh mm. man, that was oh, some God, amazing. Yeah. You had the same style in Iron Fist with the Hatchet Man, but it looked totally different because the fighting style. Mm-hmm. Like when he's fighting towards the elevator. Was
6: it right.
1: his style? Or do you think it was the directing of that?
5: No, it's not the
6: directing because the director directed a great fight scene with Colleen. Wing fighting in a uh, cage match. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. just
2: yeah. dropped dead gorgeous. It, yeah, and amazing. she's she's uh, she does a great job. Yeah. In fact, one reviewer a, a bit hard on poor Finn Jones, but one reviewer was like Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing is is the character to uh, to watch <laughs> in uh, in Iron Fist. Yep. She is the protagonist. That's who the series should be about. Yep. Wow. So, and and she was good. She was very good. She uh, she's moving up from uh, Tyene. I think her name was Tyene Sand in uh, Game of Thrones. She was the Sand Sister with the Whip, and uh, she was also one of the oh, yeah. uh, one of the X Wing pilots yeah. in uh, Force Awakens. Wow. But uh, she. Um, she was good. She was good. good. Nerd cred, yeah. And, yeah, uh, and Rosario be. Dawson, uh, they make they make full use of Nightmare. Oh, yeah. She comes in and she she shows and yep. it's good stuff. And yeah. I know yeah. they
1: but, released uh, that teaser trailer for the Defenders, right?
6: Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I mean, they do stupid like going off to China. That's like that whole going to China. 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 Uh, It should be cut completely. Huge. Huge. That just brings a whole other
4: 15 levels of complexity in there it doesn't need. Keep it all in New York. Didn't and he? here, I thought we were almost going to get that story about Andy working on the music video. <laughs> after
2: all these I weeks. know. He, he said, I got to say this. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Yep. Yeah, That's nah. what I, I thought. I, I literally thought he was finally going to tell us that story. He's almost going to get it. Because he teased
4: it at the live show. He's <laughs> enjoying himself.
6: <laughs> I could tell it if he wants. You, want. you should bad. have said it. <laughs>
5: You know what would be hilarious if you actually told on a live show and no one... You'd be like, I already told right, you. I did told Yeah, <laughs> it's, end <laughs> it's done. It's
2: over. It's on yeah, the lost
5: one episode. episode. See,
4: that's what I was afraid of. I was like, you you have this build up to it. You've kept us dangling for weeks now. And it's like, oh, I just, you know, we're a couple hours and you know, uh, it was cool. Like, and, like, a, and
1: like a creepy I face and water. Baudelaire, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Right. Yep. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'll tell that. Yeah. Um, Uh, My my friends that do um, movies with me, the friends that do movies that let me play with them, (laughs) the Thompson brothers from Lightforge Studios, I get a call from Mike Thompson saying, we need a prop, but something went wrong, so we need it quickly. So I basically had to turn this prop around in 24, 36 hours or so. And what happened was they're making a music video, not for the Killers, but for the Killers bass player's side project and okay and, and they've so got a- so
2: wait it's a video almost almost killers. killers yes it's okay right. all right good good That's we got right. an almost in there i was almost afraid that this was going to be like legit nope. all right so <laughs> i thought we almost had a
6: story here <laughs> so in the video there's a, there's a there's a sequence there's a flower shop and the the guy the guy who runs a flower shop has to go off and fight a monster interdimensional monster and is in the back of the shop very go. much
2: Light Forge Studios wheelhouse yes you're you're gonna sit there and go oh that's kind of wacky this is what Light Forge does and they they and make it what, work they they do it well
6: but the talent loved it and then like two loved days before it? loved the idea of oh. it and then. Like two days before they start shooting, I they go.
1: Its the name was Love Tit. No.
6: Um, <laughs> wow. Although, although that's gonna be my new rap name. I'm now Love Tit. Um,
2: <laughs> the talent, comma Love Tit, <laughs> comma.
4: <laughs> so two days before the shoot.
6: He goes.
0: I'm a little Linda leery.
6: I'm a about the whole gun thing. I don't want to look like I'm promoting gun violence. And these guys have ordered some fancy prop gun online. Okay. Uh, that looks like a real gun. So my job was to take that real that real looking toy gun and rock and roll it up. They wanted it nah. painted gold and have uh, sequins and gems and stuff all over it. And I'm like, we could do that, or I could take so one of the- So a cartel gun. Okay. Yeah. Steven right. Tyler
2: that shit. Or I could, exactly.
6: <laughs> or I could take one of the you know tw- 20 or so <laughs> steampunk guns I have and do something with it to make it not look so gun-like. Um, yeah, we just went back and forth, and so I'm getting all ready to do that, and the gun didn't come in. So they run off. I had less time to do it. I basically had six, seven hours to pull this together, because they had to go huh. buy another one. At some local store, and, and so it, it's in a music video. When it comes up, I'll post it on Shock Monkey's Lair. I'll post it on that. Yeah. Ah, I look forward to seeing yeah. that. But it, it looked cool when it was done. It had a wolf set attached to it. And,
1: wolf, wolf, wolf? Mm. <laughs> That's, that, was it worth the That one? was an awesome story.
5: <laughs> Three episodes for
2: that. Jake, Jake right now, is screaming <laughs> and, and shitting himself. <laughs> Because He's been waiting three weeks for this story. Hey, welcome, welcome okay. to our world, Jake. The
6: talent liked the gun so much it is framing it and putting it on his wall.
2: Really? Yes. The talent loved it. Loved it? Yes, it loved it. Hey. Mic drop. The talent loved, <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Hey Andy. L- Linda loved it.
4: Hey. Good story. Thanks.
2: <laughs> um, real quick, yes. Professor Biggs just texted me to remind me. Uh, to, to cover from uh, Saturday's Mishap, I need to bring up that he introduced me to Ozzy Man Reviews on YouTube. Ozzy oh, yes. Man Reviews. Uh, quick, short reviews where the guy grabs uh, uh, videos that have gone viral and reviews them like he's reviewing um, a sports match. They're hilarious. Uh, do a search for Ozzy Man Reviews Godzilla vs. Godzilla. Which is a hilarious thing, where somebody videotaped two iguanas fighting, like on a Indonesian street or something, somewhere, and and he he plays it up as Japanese Godzilla versus American Godzilla, and he just does stuff like that, running through all, st- and he and he runs through a whole. Bunch of things, uh, different stuff. And it's very funny stuff. He's got a great sense of timing. He's really, really hilarious stuff. So, Ozzy Man Reviews.
1: Now, that reminds me of a rabbit hole I fell into this last week. I was introduced. Remember I talked about that book that I hated so much a week yeah. ago?
4: The hate read
1: Right, <laughs> which got me to start reading uh, Designers and Dragons because I was feeling a nostalgia bug from it. And Designers and Dragons told me about this website blog called CRPG Addict, Computer Role-Playing Game Addict. And it's this gentleman that's made basically his life work now to play every major release role-playing game on computers in order. From the the earliest... Man, that's dedicated. and, And he's right now, I think, up to 1992... And he writes a full write-up of each one, rules that he sets for himself, that he must play at least six hours for each one, do his best to win it, and and at six hours, if it's just not going to happen, it's just not going to happen, but he defines what a role-playing game is in this, and he will play it as long as he possibly can. And wins lots of them. And I'm just reading, just going through my childhood, because computer nice. role-playing games are what nice. I was built on. The old Ultimas and the Questrons and the Fantasies with the PH in the front. Zork. Zork, although oh, nice. that's adventure. And there's another one that's called Adventure <sighs> at RPG Attic that does wow. adventure okay. games from, the, from that age. Jesus. So if you were at all into the c- computer role-playing game revolution of the 80s and now 90s, uh, check CRPG addict out. Okay,
2: you said 80s, so- 90s. That that. Um, at the risk of my nerd cred, six hours dedicated per game. Uh, does his task become more difficult with market saturation? um proceeding to today or is like there a or bell
1: as, curve or as games just become longer
2: well yeah well also i'm talking about just like in sheer number of games cuz you know early years we would only have a handful and sure. then there'd be more and more what what was the peak time when like mm. there was like a jillion rpgs out in one year I, how about now is it now <laughs> say, is, i mean is it literally Oh,
5: probably like 06 Right after the uh, MMO drop, like probably I would say then.
1: Well, that, what uh, defines
3: a
5: role-playing game uh, nowadays? He, with uh, his like his
1: GTA. is that it has to be uh, stats, hit points, um, that the fighting is done due to uh, statistics. Either, usually as a die roll, okay, that mm-hmm. kind of thing within the system that limits it a bit. Okay, uh-huh. so it's not the Atari Adventure you're starting with. No, you can't use Atari Adventure. Would not fit in this. Uh, Zork would not. Did fit Did anybody
6: ever play Atari Adventure long enough to get anywhere? I found out so dull. Yeah,
3: it's dull.
1: I played. I loved Atari Adventure. Did you? I, get I played Is there an crap end? out of that as a kid. Is there an end? Uh, yeah, there's an yeah. end. You, where you bring the enchanted chalice back to the yellow castle and you win. Mm. It's not that hard. You can do it in three minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
6: I don't think I ever made it three minutes on that game.
1: I was gonna get killed by some dragon. Yeah, you gotta you gotta approach the dragons from the back. They're their own thing. Or get yourself a goddamn sword. No. Yeah. Kill the damn things. Whatever. I was a Yars man. That's not a role playing game either. No. Ah the YARS the Revenge development team. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that's necro. Wow. Way to dig that right. up. Now if the first thing he did was he had only doing He was only reviewing games that were released on DOS. Then he realized that he was missing a huge chunk. So now he's opened it up to games that were just released also on the Apple II uh, C64. So he's filling in some of the older gaps of games he's missed as well. Okay.
4: Yeah, because there there are definitely a few on Commodore shoot even as far back as like the VIC-20 before the 64 came
1: out. He starts with ones that were developed in like a single kind of computer available only at this one university because that's what the programmers were using their time on to create this, I think it's called Polaris was the system.
3: Sounds familiar.
1: And so he starts really early, and it's impressive what they did in those early games, What they were able to get away with 3D dungeons in that early system, wireframe dungeons. So, yeah, if you like the history of role-playing games, definitely check that out. Cool. It's CPRG Addict. And I brought up Story Bundle way back. Humble Bundle right now, another charity you pay what you want website, has a bundle, because Matt and I have talked about this series quite a bit, they're giving away the 15, first 15 books of the Horus Heresy.
5: Good luck, everybody.
1: <laughs> which is a Warhammer 40k sci-fi maxi now,
3: series. I know you've read at least most of those, right? Yeah.
1: Most?
5: It's- I, I made it, like, halfway through. I'm impressed. And it's like, oh, what's happening from this vantage point? Okay, I get the story from that vantage point.
4: <gasps> let's go to
5: uh, something four, and what
4: are they doing? Just get to the fucking Terra, and let's get <laughs> on with the fight. You reviewed the Horace Heresy on the Old Ugly Couch show. I believe I, I did, the yeah. Ones, the yeah. first books.
1: Um, and it was first good back five, then. I think. Sure. So why I'm bringing it up is because you, I think you get the first four books for a dollar. So, and again, they're e-books. But, uh, again, Humble Bundle's got them out there. You there should you go,
2: Jake. There's your answer. Jake asked on the Shock Monkeys layer if he should do it or not.
1: Ah, well, there you go. That it's cheap the to try. The first ones are
2: good reads. Yes, they are. So you're not
5: hurting yourself by reading them, but don't read the whole thing or skip to the end or something. <laughs> well, well, they <laughs> haven't ended it yeah, yet. They haven't. Roll a die. wait, a
1: few, few more years and throw then, darts. Decades. Yeah. Uh, let's hit one email before we go into news. Uh, Email says, I am looking for some advice in the world of books. Torgo, I know you eat, sleep, bath, dry hump horror, but I'm looking for a wide array of suggestions since I'm now unemployed. This is, my, this is by my choice since I was only making 400 a month after vehicle expenses from driving. That is another story. Since I will be sitting for a while and I fear that I will find the end of YouTube if I sit there longer, where should I begin? I'm not an avid reader. Frankly, I'm unsure if I can read it all, since I'm using this voice to text. I'd like to read more, and the last two books I read were Shepherd of the Hills and North and South in 5th grade. Yes, that's a long time ago. And uh, do-it-yourself and reference books for me do not count. So what would you recommend that I follow along with a finger?
6: Anything shorter than those two books.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Pat S., (laughs) Maybe
3: start with a brochure. <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, all right. I'll go. I'll go going back. Getting back to next week when Books you're talking holding. about um, uh, things you'd want to see turned into movies. I posted on Shock Monkey's Lair. Artemis Fowl. Ah, that's, that's a good f- quick read.
1: It's a name I know but haven't read.
6: Yep, Artemis Fowl and uh,
1: Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's another one that's like a really quick read. That's a fun one, especially yep. that that first one is, yep. is solid. You can go on from there, but that first one's beautiful, classic, yep. funny.
4: Uh, you know what? Year, just books or graphic novels count too, because there's a some good point. pretty good story Pretty good storytelling. That's open to all of those. other uh, kettle yeah. of
6: drums there. Kettle of drums,
4: kettle of fish. Sure. Kettle of drums, yeah. kettle, yeah. Of, kettle of drums. Kettle yeah. of drums. Kettle, kettle of, of drums. Barrel of monkeys.
1: Barrel of snares. Um, Barrel of
4: shock monkeys.
1: Uh, it's It's popular for a reason. I recommend doing Harry Potter. It's, there you go, it's, easy read. It's, 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 it's easy to get into, and as you get going, it gets really good. Each book gets better than the last.
6: Those are doorstops again, though. Uh, yeah, at eventually. the end,
1: yeah. they are, but at the beginning, they're not. Mm-hmm. The first three books are pretty small.
2: Hobbit. Hobbit's not. You good. don't have to do Lord of the Rings, which is, you know... It's uh, kind of a slog. But Hobbit is uh,
3: is uh, is good. I, I want to recommend a- Ready Player One. Yeah. No, 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 no,
2: no. Yes.
1: I highly recommend that. Ready too. Player
3: One is great, if, you, especially if you are of a certain age bracket where you can get all the references. And even if you can't get all of them, it's just a good, fun read. Book by Ernest Cline.
6: A lot of the books that you're talking about are still pretty big, though. I mean, Hobbit's a great book, but it's long. Um, short Stories. It's pretty long.
1: It um not. Uh, 20th Century Ghosts by Joe Hill, a fine collection right. of all sorts of right. scary to creepy to funny stories. Right. Any
6: uh, any of the Harlan Ellison collections of short stories. Um, um, Ray Bradbury short stories. Isaac Asimov. That's like about short stories. A lot of
4: short stories. Yeah.
1: Uh, the Rising by Brian Keene, which kicked off the uh, the love of modern horror that appeared out of nowhere in my life in the mid-2000s. hmm So, if if it did that to me, maybe that would do that for you.
4: It's going back a ways. I was going to say the the Arthur C. uh, Clarke 2001 series, uh, 2001 Odyssey, A Space Odyssey, and then the follow-up book, uh, 2010 Odyssey 2. uh, Those are both really good reads and very different from the movies you saw on the screen. Now, the first book is very close to the movie, but it has a lot more content than what you got to see on the screen. Uh, the second book is nowhere near what you saw on the, right. in the Roy Scheider film. And that's not saying anything against the people. He had some really good talent in that movie. But, uh, and then there's a third book, Odyssey 3, I think. Mm. Um, I have not read that one. So I, I, can, I, I remember buying it to read it. And then I think it got lost in a move somewhere. But uh,
5: Short Classics, 1984. Yeah, mm, there mice you go. and
4: Men. Yeah, there you Sweet. go.
5: Mm-hmm. Short classics. Stephen
6: King's short stories. I always almost always find those more compelling than Sh- his long stuff. Sure. Skeleton Crew.
4: Yep. Nice Or Stephen King writing as Richard Bachman. Mm-hmm. Nice. The Running Man. Uh, uh, I
1: rec- recommend the, one of the best things that Stephen King has ever written, The Long Walk as Richard Bachman. That is an amazing, quick-to-read novella. Find that. That one is Beautiful. <laughs>
4: And Running Man, the book is far different than the movie you saw with Schwarzenegger. So that's definitely something if you're interested in that kind of stuff to see what the differences are like. Because in the book, the the race takes place in the entire world, so he can literally go anywhere and be hunted by, you know, the mm. the champions. So keep in mind, this is
3: someone who he said he has not
4: read a book in quite yeah, a while. But, I mean, I'm just saying it's it's actually a fairly short book i it's mean it's a novella it's, it's not super long i think it's only it's like less than 200 pages if i remember correctly i think you should go into your bathroom and you should pick
3: up a bottle of shampoo and you should read the back of it
2: <laughs> <laughs> start,
3: wow. start wow that is that starts start, start, start with a, start with something you'd read while
1: on the toilet and you forgot your phone James S.A. Corey's Leviathan Wakes, if you like Star Wars, space opera. It is a really easy read. Yep. The first of the Expanse series. It's thicker than most of the books we've mentioned. But That'll it's, grab you, but too. It is, yeah, it, it'll uh, stay with you. It's a good book.
4: I was going to say, speaking of books, if you're into them, uh, any of the Star Trek novels. I know several of the authors, and they're amazing talents. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Dilmore and Dayton Ward are uh, people that I know very well. They used to be regulars at Trek, and they write some amazing novels. They actually created the Vanguard series, which is about a, a space station on the uh, fringes of the Federation frontier. And it, the first book, if I remember correctly, has a visit from the Enterprise, but the actual books, they take place in the Star Trek universe, but not about the enterprise and that it's about the space station and how they're dealing with being on the fringes of the frontier and
1: actually you're selling
2: that on me it's and I read it,
4: that it and, and don't think that it sounds i know it's kind of sounding a little bit like deep space nine but it it's yep. very different it's very yeah, yeah. different
2: okay mike cole's uh control uh, i'm sorry shadow ops series which is about magic coming into the real world and the military dealing he's a military guy his first book is called Control Point. Uh, it's been described as X Men meets Black Hawk Down. So okay, you're selling that to me too. Yeah, wow. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 really good starting writer, <laughs> and uh, he does a good job. And he's rising fast. He's knocked out that trilogy. He's got a prequel series out now: Gemini Cell and uh, Javelin Rain. So. Um, the pretty good stuff there and hobbits 305 pages long i don't know what your definition of a long book 300
6: is. pages is a long book for somebody who hasn't read much yeah, well it was probably long when you were reading it to your kids well i'm, I'm saying when this is a guy who hasn't read much 300 pages is a lot of pages it's, well, it's depends
2: on how pretty much a definition of a short book
1: and and yeah, and it also depends how it reads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've read some short two hundred page books that took me forever because of how it was written. Yeah, because right. like
4: the well, novellas, yeah. like you go through fifty pages, and that's like a quarter of the book. Already. Yeah, yeah, two, and, and two hundred and, and you can read point. it in like you can read it in like thirty minutes. That many 200 pages. Two hundred is the breaking point between short what, and what? novella
2: and short novel. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I did not know that.
1: Pat, I hope that gives you some suggestions. It certainly gave me some suggestions. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't, don't want to do that one. on
5: Amazon right now.
1: <laughs> Gentlemen, let's do some news.
5: Oh okay.
1: Boy. You don't give a shit about... <laughs> ah! Thank you for covering
5: out- ah! that last week. Saw that one coming. We Andy, yeah, it, it, Andy, it, it, yeah. you're close to the door. The door's open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Universal Pictures is moving forward on the reboot of their classic 1954 creature feature, the creature from the black lagoon still working on that yeah this movie was was going to eventually get a modern day remake because universal is in the process of developing their monster cinematic universe right with their other films like the mummy the wolfman the invisible man Uh, the studio has hired aquaman screenwriter will beal to take on the script for the creature Story for the original film followed a group of scientists who embark on a journey to a remote jungle to see if they can find evidence or a mysterious sea creature that is said to reside there.
3: So, is, is the shared universe happening? And yes. That, did you
1: say that's part of it? That's part of it.
3: Wow, I, I, I don't care yet.
4: Mm-hmm. I feel like I should. Uh, the, I saw the Dracula one, finally, and, eh, bleh. Well, that, the blah. Dracula
1: one wasn't originally planned to be part right. of it, then they kind of retconned it at the yeah, end. Yeah, they
4: shoehorned scenes in, and you could tell, but, I mean, it just even the overall story was just kind of, eh.
1: The, the real first salvo is The Mummy that's coming out this summer, I believe. The Tom Cruise the, one, right? The Tom Cruise film. Yeah, so, okay. however that one goes is the beginning of the Monster Universe for good or ill. Now
4: it I like the first two <laughs> mummy movies with Brendan yeah, Fraser. Well, that yeah, well, those are fine. Yeah, those are Indiana Jones. Real movies. good, actually. So those I was okay with.
1: This, well, we'll see. Indiana Jones with more supernatural elements. That's right, what that is. And I and I missed the, the the mummy attraction at Universal Studios. That was yeah, they're revamping it so
4: right now. When mm-hmm. I was there in uh, November, they were shutting it. They shut it shut down for renovations. So it's coming back. I don't know.
1: Oh, I guess it would make sense to because the they mummy were doing War. the Walking Dead there for a while, right?
4: The Walking Dead is still there. It's a different part of the oh. different part of the park. Okay. That is that that is probably one of the few, uh, oh, basically wait. permanent haunted house type walkthroughs.
1: You're talking about the, the Mummy roller coaster. Yes, good. That thing needs a revamp. Yeah, that that it's cool on the inside, <laughs> but man, that ends. Ending is horrible. What were you talking about? I the they originally had a walk through mummy haunted house. Okay, where they eventually changed it to Van Helsing, and then oh, they changed okay. it to Walking Dead.
4: Because mm-hmm. I was I went through it when it was Van Helsing. I didn't know what it was before okay. that. Okay, I, I saw gotcha.
6: an image of the uh, Tower of Terror reskinned to be the gar- the um, Guardians, Guardians thing. of the Galaxy. Escape. Yeah, looks pretty good. It's not a bad skin reskin.
1: Uh, again, there, there's a part of me that heart is broken because of the Twilight Zone Tower mm-hmm. of Terror. Was a fun concept. But this is also a fun concept, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of okay with this. Is it change. the same ride? Uh the up and down drop will be the same, but they have changed all the elements to it. The the their story, the the they have uh, different soundtracks that play with it to go with Gala- Guardians I, of the I Galaxy. Hate those up and down rides, or I'd love to go check <laughs> it out. Uh you know what? That one's not so bad. No. I I I would say give this one a shot. Dude, it's Disney. Come on. They're going to be easy. Yeah it's i i i get that because the free fall thing freaks a lot of people out and used to do me i used to be the feel, feel the same way about that kind of i ride.
4: remember watching you and your mom go like on a big shot one time and i was just like fuck this yeah it, it was like big shot's terrifying. and then it drops down and goes back up and it drops back down and goes back up and i'm like
1: tower of terror is nowhere near as scary as the big shot okay, okay. did nowhere you ever near. go on
6: that awful thing they had at the mgm grand theme park
1: which awful thing? The Superman thing? The, the, oh, thing. no, I didn't do that It was just a one. big
4: cable they dropped you from?
1: Yeah, it did not interest me. They had
4: one in Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. I never did it because it
6: just... I, I did it. Oh, did you now? I did it actually with two circ performers, including one of them was the guy that invented the Flying Man act in Mysterio. Wow. So they personally they put you basically in a sleeping bag so you yeah. can't move your feet. Right. <laughs> and then you're on a cherry picker. <laughs> and they clip up to your back, and then they drop the cherry picker. So the first thing you do is fall face first towards the ground and get caught by the cable.
1: Yeah, I saw that, that little jerk yeah. motion that people go. And, the,
6: and then they haul you up, I don't know, 200 feet maybe, way up into the sky. And you're up at the top, and you have the release cable. Oh, Christ. Now, fortunately, they handed it to the guy that invented the <laughs> flying man actor. We'd still be up there. They would have built those damn condos around me.
1: <laughs> <Right>?
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: that must have been terrifying hanging from that height. Well, yeah, because aren't you it just guess, like,
4: facing straight down? Yes. Yes. With, yeah, yes. I, I thought so. And Fuck I was that. prepared for
6: this awful at-tension swing thing. I hadn't contemplated that the beginning of the drop was going to be straight down before the cable caught. So yes. that's the jerk so I would So it is see. just a free fall for the first half of it. Was there P? There was not P, but <laughs> no, I taught the children below me in the, in the park a lot of new words. <laughs> yeah, they learned. Shalabala and I think I introduced fucking shit to them pretty pretty clearly.
2: <laughs> That'd be funny. That's how you get Andy to really enunciate.
1: <laughs> drop him from
2: off. Yeah, a... Pro- book. A book. Yes, drop oh, me oh, off oh, something oh, tall. It. Professor oh, Biggs did it. He said that it, it's funny because the whole... When you see like in the movies and stuff, people get released or something and they do this smooth... Sh- yeah, He's no like, smooth. it's nothing like that. It, no. The release happens and you're like... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, you don't give
1: a shit about... The Expendables have lost their champion, Sylvester Stallone. Really? Stallone, in many ways, was the heart of the Expendables. Mm. Well, they were his ideas.
4: Yeah, it was he who
1: pulled everything together, started the let's get the biggest action stars of all time team-up movie thing happening. And now he has said goodbye to the franchise. Much of the reason for Stallone's leave has to do with the differences in the direction of the next installment of the franchise between him and image-slash-millennium chief Avi Lerner. They can't decide on a new director, script, or even visual effects together, <laughs> so he has left the project.
3: Wow. You're absolutely right. I, I mean, don't a bit give a, a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, three. I, I only... Is, three. There, is there three? Yeah, there were, the
4: fourth one is in development now. What was the third one? That's one with Chuck Norris. Is it, the one where all the okay. guys were fighting all and the Robert other Rousey. guys. Oh, that's right. There were yeah. three. Okay, <laughs> well, I, I have Rousey.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they, some explosions. They, essentially, they essentially take on a whole army and win. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, seven guys and I'm a shooting. Chick, and an MMA chick take on like a full armored division helicopters. Yeah. I, I remember Because <laughs> Wesley Snipes was
4: in the third one too, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did see that. Oh, he's out of jail now? <laughs> yeah. They actually make fun of that in the movie because they have to release
3: him they, they, from a prison they get him out of jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of awesome.
1: So, yeah. So it's only going to get. Better
2: from here. Uh, <laughs> I don't
4: know. Well, it leaves them free to do other things. They weren't bad. I mean, they were. They were exactly what they were touted to be. They were fun yeah, action. The first flicks. one was fun. Yeah,
2: I never cared to revisit it after the first one though. Yep. But same here. I love Jason Statham. So
1: yeah, it's fun.
4: I watched all three, but I watched them because they were on HBO. <gasps> that helps here in the house. So,
1: you don't give a shit about Australia. Just had a Sharknado.
2: Oh, I read this. The state of
1: Queensland was recently hit by Cyclone Debbie. And in the midst of all the cleanup and chaos, a shark was found in a puddle in the city of Ayr. A Y R is that pronunciation of it. I think that's right. The bull shark was about five feet long and found dead before anyone could attempt to help it. But yes, picked up from the sea and tossed into Australia from a cyclone. Official That's Australia for you.
4: Range sharks. Yep. Wow. And I we did. just lost all three of our shark Oh Australia. no, our shark <laughs> No, no, <laughs> Andy's still with us, we're good
2: We lost our sharks <laughs> we, we lost our shark uh-huh. audience
0: <laughs>
2: God damn it, talking about washing up in Australia Of all and the things done. I've heard
3: about Australia The thing that, dis, uh, that uh, Concerns me the most Is that you could possibly Go into the woods with a sword and level up From the monsters. (laughs) Yeah, really.
2: It's amazing. It's so funny. As a kid, you're like kangaroos and platypuses. Koalas. Oh, my God. And then it's like you become an adult and you start hearing the horror stories of the box gi- jellyfish giant yeah. spiders <laughs> in, your fucking in your toilet, toilet. <laughs> shit like that and Jeez. you learn
1: about what, what monsters kangaroos actually right they'll do be. some dollar yeah. your ass yeah,
2: kangaroos <laughs> beating the shit out of people and their talons on their god feet. bless koalas because at least they still have that cute moment when they grab the water bottles with two hands and drink from it yeah so it's like it's but
6: they're perpetually stoned on eucalyptus well right <laughs>
5: Don't they if all you, if oh jeez, the ridiculous. horror! If,
6: if, no, I'm saying if you give the kangaroos the maybe they'd calm the rats down.
2: <laughs> well, I and
6: don't the koalas have like ridiculously sharp claws? Yes. too? they have two. Yeah. They have they have two thumbs on each hand.
4: They have two thumbs on each hand mm-hmm. with claws in them. Yep. Okay. Ah. <laughs> It's hard to picture. I'm like, I'm like, what's the point of the two thumbs story here? Is it? Yeah, I, really. I, I said claw, you said thumb. I'm like,
1: but wombats make everything better. Andy was creeping up with that pillow. He's getting ready. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like,
1: this story must die. Weekend
0: geek. Woo-hoo, finally,
1: Yay. Joss Whedon is said to be nearing a deal to write, direct, and produce a Batgirl solo flick I for Warner this. Brothers. Greenlight as the latest addition to its DC extended universe films. Whedon has previously expressed an interest in writing and directing a Wonder Woman solo film before signing on to helm the first two Avengers movies over at Marvel. He was actually attached to Wonder Woman project back in 2007 before the film was canceled. Whedon was is probably best known as the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which depicted a smart, sassy, butt kicking female lead. Not unlike Barbara Gordon, making Batgirl a natural fit for the filmmaker. No official word yet and any other details about the film, up to and including which ver- version of Batgirl is likely to appear. Sources have told Entertainment Weekly that the film will take on Barbara Gordon version of the character. More specifically, they claim the film will be based on the new 52 version of the character. Written by Gail Simone, this version of Babs had recently recovered from a spinal injury following her shooting by the Joker in The Killing Joke. During the series, she grapples with everything from... Uh, Batwoman to the Joker to Court of Owls, all while struggling to overcome PTSD in return to the role she once played in the streets of Gotham. Now, Batgirl's one of the most popular females at the DC current lineup and has only appeared in one movie. That's 1997's ill-received Batman and Robin. Oh, oh God, received. I forgot
4: she was in there. Ill-received. <laughs> <laughs> you like really? that? You
1: like that? Was she not in the 66 uh, Batman
6: movie?
2: No.
4: Okay. Hmm.
6: A, a hospital the... bill
4: is ill received batman and robin <laughs> was far far worse That's my i don't know shit about that show. even alicia silverstone as batgirl could not save that film and that was back when alicia she was the it girl. Was, yeah. yeah and and i was like, sitting there going okay maybe nope this just got awful well they,
2: they i mean I, I... Well, actually, why even bother talking about it? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, even if you ignore how the, the tone of the movie, how it was made, all of those aspects, just the mere fact of making her a relative of Albert's and a love interest of Robin's oh, rather yeah. than, you know... You mean Alfred? Or, uh, oh, Alfred, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, then Gordon's daughter and stuff like that. It was just... Because the, the whole... I, I I've always felt that... Really, part of the essence of Batgirl is that connection through Gordon, and that that little link there, and 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 that, that was just totally yeah. chucked.
4: Yeah, totally. And, and, and bad movie. And George Clooney, who's a phenomenal actor, just was not the right fit for that role. He just apologized. Like, he needed a no, I, Well, I mean, I know he not apologized.
2: apologize. No, no, no
3: I, no. I don't
4: think it was his fault. No, I just no. Think those was, Batman
2: movies were were how you got good night, good luck. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind sure. and stuff like that, because that that was literally, you know, I get these movies if you want me to do Batman. Sure. So, so and, and frankly, I mean, I, actually, I think he is a pretty damn good Bruce Wayne, but Batman. Well, I, I, is this kind of has that Bruce Wayne swagger anyway? Yeah. Is
1: yeah.
3: this movie supposed to be included in the DC Cinematic Universe? Yeah. Well, it'll it'll all
2: be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. If she's recovering from the. Uh, from the the, the the gunshot from Joker, that'll I mean the, then you start getting tie-ins like you still got to talk about what happened with Robin and everything like that. Well, they've
6: they've kind of established that the the Affleck version has been Batman for twenty years or so. Right.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And then it kind of also depends because they've also announced the Nightwing, so it yeah. depends which one of these come first. Mm-hmm. Right. That right. could be incorporated.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Could cool. be fun. Fingers crossed. Robert Rodriguez. Okay, this one... This one makes me curious. Otherwise, I would have put this in news you don't give a shit about. But this name, Robert Rodriguez, is now in negotiations with the studio to direct the Escape from New York reboot.
4: I saw that. Um,
1: Hmm. Raising the profile of the project and setting the stage for what Fox hopes will be another Planet of the Apes-style franchise revival. Rodriguez is working on Alita Battle Angel at Fox right now. Apparently, what he's doing has them impressed enough to uh, get him another blockbuster gig. Robin Rodriguez is a lifelong genre and cult movie superfan. He's definitely a devotee to escape co-creator John Carpenter, inviting the director to be interviewed for the inaugural episode of his interview series, The Director's Chair, in 2014. His filmography has ranged from pulp masterpiece like Sin City and Planet Terror to not-so-masterpiece like Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is also directing an animated film called Ugly Dolls for STX Entertainment, which is based on the toy line. Here's a little explanation of what Ugly Dolls is trying to accomplish with their brand. The brand is distinguished by its definition of the word ugly in the ugly-verse. The ugly means unique and special, something that we should be celebrating, something that makes us different and never hiding the, quote, twists or turns which make us who we are both inside and out. And that movie is set to hit theaters May tenth, twenty nineteen. I'm cool with Rodriguez on Escape from New York. Yep. Didn't
4: Carpenter recently endorse him too? I believe he for did. the for the yeah I believe he project.
1: Did. There there isn't too many names you could have thrown at me yeah. for Escape from New York. Where I'd have gone. Yeah, I'm okay with that. His is one. Mm.
4: And I I just saw it recently and. While the acting is great still and the premise is still great, it, the, the rest of it is kind of dated. because not it take place in like 1994 or something like that? Something like that. It's like the, the future is the 90s at that time. But uh, So it's during the eugenics war. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Boy. Oh, DY-100 glass vessel.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means. Now, Ugly Spacey. Dolls, I don't know much about them. Botany Bay. Wow. Uh, but oh, I do no. remember... Damn, we've got to get out of here. <laughs> seeing the Ugly Dolls at Comic-Con wandering yes, around every year. Yes. So th- there is a little joy in my heart when I think Ugly Dolls. Sure. Only because of that personal connection to yep. Comic-Con. But other than that, yeah. they're cute. What else can I say about them?
4: Well, shoot. And I remember that like one of the first Comic-Cons I went to, they were just starting out. And there were other retailers like, they're never going to make it. And here we are. Twelve years later, and, and now we're getting going, the movie. Yeah, we're going. They're, they're going strong still. So, All right. you know, props
1: to them. I want to get through two. We're going a little longer than normal. That's okay. <sighs> we're going to do two more news pieces because I want. Eh, to here we're for only at an time. hour and a half. Go long or go home. Rain Wilson,
4: yes, okay,
1: who played the obnoxious Dwight Shoot. In the long-running NBC comedy *The Office*, is joining the new *Star Trek* Discovery series. I saw this as Harcourt Fenton Mud. Mm. Yes, A.K.A. Okay. Harry Mud. Oh,
6: that's great! He's I like smart, it. Smart. He's
1: the interstellar con man, smuggler, and thief who first made his debut in *Mud's Women*, the sixth episode ever broadcast during the original *Star Trek*'s first season. Uh, Mud, played in the original series by character actor Roger C. Carmel, returned in the second season for "I Mud," one of the show's few all-out comedies. Carmel also voiced the character in "Mud's Paradise." Yep, in the animated series. Yeah, first season segment of the animated series aired in 1973. Uh, a proposed episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation that would have brought Mud out of cryosleep never materialized. Mudd was one of the few guest characters to make more than one appearance in the original Trek. And Mudd's Women was actually considered for filming as the show's second pilot, which of course ended up being where no man has gone before. Right. It's unclear how many episodes of Discovery he'll appear in. Uh, as for Wilson, aside from his turn in The Office, he's done a fair share of genre work, including James Gunn's aforementioned uh, superhero uh, satire, Super. Uh, Rob right. Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, by Super Ex-Girlfriend, The Last Mimsy, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, and the uh, horror comedy Cooties. A Star Trek Discovery will debut sometime in late summer or early fall, or who knows when, on CBS before being shoved to the streaming service CBS All Access. The show's premiere has been delayed several times due to casting issues and behind-the-scenes shake-ups, including the departure of the showrunner, Brian Fuller.
4: I like Rain Wilson.
1: Uh, he seems like the right mud. Yeah, yeah. My, I think I if... think
4: he can play that very well. I mean, shoot, I, I I love the movie The Rocker, where he plays Robert Fish Fishman. It's a it's a fun little film. It's not too overtly serious. Um, it's just a very light film. But he is just really goddamn funny in that film. So. Does anybody know if uh, the Trouble with Tribbles was written with mud in mind? I th- if I remember something. correctly, I think that they had envisioned him being that, but uh, something yeah, happened. It sounds. That I, I sounds have to go back great. and check my my behind the scenes book that yeah. I have, but uh, it. I yeah, because um, that would have been the third. That was the third season, probably. What so was would've... the uh, shoot, Kirsten? What was the uh, the salesman's name? Cyrano Jones. Cyrano, Cyrano Jones. Jones. <clears throat> yeah, because I think Cyrano Jones was originally supposed to be Mud, and they. Brought that character in. So the in last theory, movie. that would have been one in every season. Yeah. Um, what time period is Discovery set in? I don't know. It's supposed to be oh. it's ten before years. The original series. Yeah, it's ten years before Kirk takes and command of the Enterprise. What universe is it in? It's the it's the prime universe. Really? Yeah. So I thought they gave up on that. No. Just in the movies. The movies, the Kelvin universe is separate. <laughs>
2: I I don't know what else to say. It's 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 completely separate. But
4: my attention before that word. But what's interesting is even the Kelvin universe says that everything from originals, excuse me, from Enterprise
1: through the uh, the the Kelvin universe. I've never seen a show more separate. (laughs) 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 All right, all right. Here, this is this is. This makes me happy. Okay. Okay. If you're a movie geek. And I am. Who happens to be into board games. oh Big Trouble in Little China, the game is on its way. Oh, yes. I want to know more. It was designed by Chris uh, Bat- Batarlis and Boris Polanski. The game's still in development. Here's the description. It's a thematic cooperative strategy miniatures adventure game that allows one to four players to experience the events they remember from the film, as well as create new adventures of their own. The game plays in two acts. Act 1 uses the front side of the board game, Chinatown, while Act 2 takes place on the back, Lopan's Lair. Players will choose from six characters, each with unique abilities that will use custom dice for actions, quest tasks, and combat. They will also be able to use the the Communal Fate dice, which come with a fun risk-reward mechanic. After completing quests and upgrading their characters, players will move to the back of the board for the big showdown with Lopan. Will the heroes stop Lopan's evil scheme in time, or is everything going to go to hell? It seems like Ah, a cooperative game. game. It is a cooperative game. Oh, I like those. Now, is
3: one person a traitor like some cooperative games?
1: Uh nothing so far that says a trader mechanic doesn't seem like it fits in that
3: are, so you, are you asking me if, if one of them
1: is a Torgo yes no. <laughs> I'm hoping that that game has a tablet uh, companion app uh, I will say uh, in putting this story together I was able to see some of the miniatures that they have available beautifully built miniatures
6: do they have a pork chop oh, egg chen's yes. one of the characters you can nice. play uh, and, and it's, the six gun guy is one of the characters yes
1: okay. So the, the miniatures are great. The, the board looks fantastic. It reminds me a little bit of Descent as far as its design.
3: Is there a major company putting it out?
1: Uh, that I don't know.
3: Mm. It would probably be a distributorship
4: once they figure uh, but out. But I do
1: know they're taking pre-orders. The so
4: mechanics. You taking a guess on how much it is?
1: I'm going to <clears> guess uh, $70. Oh,
4: okay. Hmm. We still have to do that
1: double D-ball. feature you and I sometime. What's that?
6: We still have to do the double feature you and I of Buckaroo uh, Banzai and Big Trouble in Little China.
1: I do love... Uh, Big Trouble. Never seen Buckaroo Banzai still, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna
3: do that. I did a John Carpenter uh, film day once. I had a bunch of people over to watch uh, Big Trouble, um, Thing, and uh, Prince of Darkness, which I think is one of the creepiest.
4: You did this apocalypse ever, Liquid Satan, man.
1: Nice, Uh, man. Creepy. Yeah, I, I finally got the Shout Factory version of that. Shout Factory again releasing Scream Factory actually, being the <laughs> it's
4: it's, it's a subsidiary, 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 shatter, yeah. So. Still still the <laughs> same company.
1: But uh making the absolutely best horror Blu-rays to ever exist. Now, which movie is the Shout Factory? Uh the uh, uh Prince of Darkness? Yes. Oh, okay. Creepy creepy film. <laughs> What's your creepy film? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo.
6: Hey, it is uh, Jeff. Dr. Vlark. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy.
5: Maple Leaf Matt. Lopan.
1: And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. I love this mask. It's oh, you put it back on. This mask wow. is the best. It's a good mask. Let me use it when I go to sleep. <laughs> oh,
5: that's
4: great.
1: <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. your girlfriend
4: will appreciate that, oh, you yeah. get to that mask. It's You're going to get stabbed.
1: The first yeah. time she saw it, she was creeped all the hell out. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, it's understandable. It's creepy. Because all you have to do is do that that face turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> I just wet myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, imagine people with those masks, but uh, with like a black cloth attached to your, hide their hair. Your, uh, your, your thing's not going to work. You lost. Uh, you know okay, what?
1: All we can do is imagine it, because it just never <laughs>
3: worked out. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I want to harm you. More oh. than normal. It's more than normal.
1: More than no- I'll take two. I can't
3: believe you deserted him.
1: It's like it's like Doctor.
4: <laughs> in Austin Powers, an overly elaborate, evasively escapable death.
3: Everything will go to plan. What, what's it? I don't know what the problem is
4: here. <laughs> uh. Start the unnecessarily slow-moving dipping mechanism, and, and the jokes on
0: me. <laughs>
2: Then Molly and Barry have to come pull them
1: out So don't be surprised if you hear a duck shout